Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, your on-air ladies' Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O Devotion. If you're a dog lover, this episode will warm your heart and challenge your life. Dogs or not, I'm hoping to teach you valuable lessons from the family dog in episode 119. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 119. After the first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, listen to Colton Dixon singing Build a Boat. I've been wandering through the desert Throughout my life, I've learned great lessons from the family dog, and I'm hoping they'll teach you a trick or two, because who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Well, my son Brandon loves dogs so much. When we got an Australian Shepherd Roxy, he spent hours training her. Brandon had this routine with Roxy, where he would hold out a rawhide doggy bone, have her sit, and then he would tell her to stay. He kept saying stay for different intervals of time, and then, with excitement in his voice, he would say, come get it. With tenacity, Roxy would run at him and grab the rawhide in her mouth. When Brandon would try to get the bone back so he could go through the training routine again, he had a hard time and almost lost a finger on a few occasions. As I was reading Deuteronomy 1, I saw a correlation between dog behavior and the attitude God wants you and I to have. I felt so strongly that God wants us to live with the same tenacity to take possession of all that he has for us as Roxy did getting her rawhide bone from Brandon. Let me read the verse so you understand. Deuteronomy 1.21 says, See the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, told you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. There's so much to take away from this verse, but God is making it clear that he has something for you and it's good enough that you're going to have to go after it. I'll never forget how reading John C. Maxwell's book, Learning from the Giants, impacted me years ago. In this fictional book, he's visited by great leaders in the Bible, each one sharing their trials and triumphs in fulfilling God's call on their lives. It was all good, but what felt like a smack on the head happened when reading the part where Joshua shared his leadership wins and woes. Joshua admitted that even though God said to him in Joshua 1 verse 3, I promise you what I promised Moses, where Ever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you. He didn't take all the land God mapped out in the following verses. If you measure the land Joshua took, it only accounts for 10% of the territory God promised Moses and Joshua. That means he left 90% of his inheritance unclaimed. 
It makes me think of my grandpa's mug. When I bought my grandparents' trailer at Brayside, I didn't want to keep all their old mismatched glasses, plates, and cutlery. But there was one mug I just had to keep. It was my grandpa's Alaska mug. For decades, Grandpa talked about wanting to take an Alaskan cruise, enough that someone bought him an Alaska mug. But my grandmother was so afraid of going that far away that Grandpa died never getting to the land he so desired to see. I kept the mug as a reminder to never give up. If you're going to have the tenacity to get what God's given you, you'll first need to open your spiritual eyes and see what God has given you. I hope that you know it's not a new age practice to visualize a goal. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people will perish. You need to keep God's promise in front of you. You need to see it with your mind's eye. The next step is to believe that God has given it to you. If you understand that God has given it to you, then you won't easily let others take it away from you, just like Roxy. The last step is to go up and take possession of it. God doesn't want weak-willed, soft Christians. He desires for you to be strong, just like King David. 1 Samuel 17 verses 48 to 50 tells about the time when David fought the giant Goliath. I think it's important to note how David acted. Scripture tells us that as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine. David didn't hang back, fearful and intimidated by the enemy at hand. No, David ran at the enemy. He chased the enemy down and never let him attack his back. David fought with a Roxy-worthy tenacity that I'm sure made God proud. One of my favorite portions of scripture is found in Hebrews 10 verses 35 to 36 and verse 39 when it says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. People of tenacity don't allow fear to block them, discouragement to stop them. The message from Deuteronomy 121 is clear. Listen to the words again. See, the Lord your God has given you the land. Go up and take possession of it. As the Lord your God, the Lord of your ancestors told you, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. There's no room for excuses, no place for backing down, just a command to go and get all that God has for you. So take some lessons from Roxy. Stay until God gives you the command. And then when he says go, have that doggy on a bone tenacity and take possession of all that God has for you. When I think my faith is in no matter what. 
Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. During the first segment of this week's Soul H2O devotion, I shared about doggy on a bone type tenacity. So in honor of my dog loving kids, I've decided to make this whole show about lessons from the family dog. And I have two great doggy scriptures you and I need to live by. Proverbs 26, 17 is the first one, and it gives great advice when it says, interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. Years ago, I became friends with a girl who was about 10 years older than me. Through our relationship, I also became friends with her adult daughter. Because of their past history, they often had relational struggles, and my friend regularly asked for my advice on how to best work things out with her daughter or vice versa. One time, the daughter came to me with a situation between the two of them, and because of the commonality of them getting me involved, I sent my friend a note with my ideas on how to help resolve this current conflict. I expected her to respond in gratitude for my love, care, and insight into their problem. Girl, was I wrong. My friend's response was as gentle as what would happen if you were found, as this verse is talking about, yanking a dog's ears. I learned a valuable lesson through this experience, but sadly, it cost me a friendship. Actually, two of them. I hope sharing my story when I interfered in someone else's argument will spare you the same consequences. When we're in relationship with people, it's so hard not to be involved with what's going on in their lives. The closer our relationship to a person, the easier it is to have the boundary lines blurred as to what is our business and what isn't. We need to exercise wisdom and discernment to know the difference and stay constantly alert to the borderline. Wisdom is holding back when giving advice until it's requested. This is something I struggle with. The teacher in me wants to help guide people, but some people haven't signed up for my course, if you get what I mean. I think it's smart to keep the wise words from Proverbs close in your mind. Proverbs 18 verse 6 warns how the lips of fools bring them strife and their mouths invite a beating. Proverbs 20 verse 3 also speaking to this issue says it is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. So learn from my mistake or mistakes. Unless you feel a clear direction from the Lord, don't be foolish and rush into someone else's argument like it cautions in Proverbs 26, 17. Be wary unless they've invited you in, and sometimes not even then. This way, you might just save yourself from getting bit. How far is too far? 
talking about lessons from the family dog and I've been sharing inspiration from doggy tenacity and a great doggy scripture that you need to live by. Another memorable doggy scripture is found in Proverbs 26:11, and the message comes loud and clear that you don't want to eat what the dog's eating. Proverbs 26:11 gets bonus points for a shock value statement when it says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Every time I read this verse, I kind of laugh. I mean, who would have ever thought talking about dog vomit would have ever made it into the holy canon of scripture, but here it is. And since 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17 affirms that all scripture is useful for teaching and training in righteousness so that you can be equipped for every good work, then teach on it, I will. I totally understand the grossness of Proverbs 26:11 and in case you missed it this verse says as a dog returns to its vomit so fools repeat their folly I grew up on a farm and have had four dogs in my lifetime so I've got to admit I've seen it happen and yes it's as gross as you're thinking people say they don't read the bible because it's boring or outdated and I just don't get it I feel like God likes to speak with shock value at times, and this is one of those verses. It's like he's trying to jar us awake by his words, using the most vivid and, yes, most disgusting imagery possible. But doesn't it get the message across like no other statement could? Don't eat what the dog's eating. I know that goes without saying, but let's apply this principle of not going back to something even your body knew was bad for you to your everyday life. This quote from Albert Einstein might clarify things and say it in a gentler, maybe more politically correct, yet forward way. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Have you ever gone through a time in your life when you had to make changes in your personal, business, or social life that were hard to do? Have you experienced the struggle to accept the message that the way you were doing something wasn't working? Have you ever had to come to the conclusion that it would be foolish to continue repeating your actions and expect it to work out? Ecclesiastes 3 teaches that there is a time for everything. And verse 6 says, there is a time to search and a time to give up. My personality is great at the first part of this verse. I love to search out new things. I'm a starter, an organizer, but then I become like everyone else and get comfortable in the mundane of regularity and feel safe in the wash, rinse, repeat cycle of life. I don't always know when it's time to give up and try something new. I don't like quitting, but sometimes giving up isn't quitting. It's closing one door so you can open another and find the way that's right for you. I believe the message God wants to speak to some of you today is stop repeating things that don't work and then ask God what he does want you to do. Don't fall into the folly of trying to make a round peg fit into a square hole and repeating bad history. In Isaiah 43, 19, God says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Like we talked about in the first segment of this show. 
if you're going to have the doggy on a bone tenacity to get what God has given you, you'll first need to open your spiritual eyes and see what God has given you. Next, you'll have to believe God has given it to you. If you understand that God has given it to you, then you won't easily let others take it from you just like our old family dog Roxy was with her rawhide bone. You won't let relational issues like getting involved in other people's problems take a bite out of you and like yanking on a dog's ear could. You need to know when to release that doggy on a bone tenacity so you don't keep going back to the wrong things. The last step in having the tenacity to get what God has for you is to go up and take possession of it. Run like a dog that's just scooted out from in between its master's legs when opening the door. Run wild and free directly towards the purpose and plans God has for your life. My challenge for you this week is to live out these lessons from the family dog with all the tenacity of doggy on a bone faith. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 119, Lessons from the Family Dog on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and scripture graphics at soulh2o.com slash 119. I hope you'll share this episode with your dog-loving friends and family. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. If you're coming to the Soul H2O Sisterhood Refresh Conference next Saturday, make sure to come up and introduce yourself. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.